You're listening to Coffee Up, a podcast by Market Lane Coffee. My name is Tyson. Colombia is still a relatively new region for us here at Market Lane, but these coffees have quickly become some of our favourite and our most sought-after offerings. With an estimated 600,000 coffee producers, Colombia is the world's third largest producer after Brazil and Vietnam, yet unlike Brazil, everything in Colombia is done on a much smaller scale. Most coffee producers in Colombia are quite small, typically producing coffee on less than three hectares of land and processing the cherry on their on-site beneficio. Since 2016, we've been working with Pergamino, a dynamic and progressive company who produces coffee on their own farms, in addition to working very closely with lots of other small producers throughout Colombia. One of the things which sets Pergamino apart is that their business doesn't stop at exporting green coffee to customers like Market Lane. They also serve their local market by roasting and serving their beautiful coffees throughout their four shops in Medellin. Last week we began roasting Finca Los Palomos, a delightful coffee produced by Leonardo Haneo in Urao. Leonardo is a good friend who, alongside producing his own coffee on Finca Los Palomos, is also Pergamino's director of coffee. To coincide with this new coffee rolling out, Jason, Market Lane's co-founder, hopped on a Zoom call with Leo to learn a little more about Finca Los Palomos. So without further ado, here is Jason and Leo talking about Finca Los Palomos. Hey, Jason. Hey, how are you? Good. You? Good, thank you. Yeah, good, thank you. Thank you very much for um, taking the call. <laughs> thank you for the invitation. Ah, yeah, pleasure. Um, how are you going? How is um, how is Colombia? We've been hearing some really terrible reports from the yeah and yeah that kind of kind of mix of uh, emotions because for one side people with protest uh-huh. in a pacific way and uh, claiming for full health or low taxes and everything and for the other side people stealing the shops and vandalism yeah so it's that's kind of sad in, in that that way and right now the the country is paralyzed because the people is in the road mm. um it's stopping the the trucks and everything and food and mm. that's really hard we haven't seen that kind of strike since many many years ago so it's it's really hard sometimes. Antioquia is it seems very uh, good in in another way because in the south in Cali and Baje it's worse. Mm-hmm. In Antioquia for now is uh, you know in peace, but uh, in in the south is mm. out, out of uh, gas, uh, gas and food and and wow. everything. So yeah, yes, kind of mixed. Because I went to Nariño and mm-hmm. it was. It was good. It was a good trip, mm. but then on the, in other parts of the country, it seems very, very bad. Mm. Yeah. And um, and how's your family? Good, good. We are here in Medellin, and yeah. um, uh, my daughter is studying at home, mm-hmm. and yeah, everything is good. Yeah. The farm is also good. Yes. Yeah. Some blocks in the road, but not nothing bad. Mm-hmm. Um, right now we are finishing the the flycor or the middle harvest, the low harvest. But yeah, it's it's good. The farm is good. The family is good. Good, good. Um, 
Excellent. Well, um, I've got a few questions to ask you. Um, how, how long do you have? How much time do you have? I don't want to take up all of your evening over there. No, I don't know. No, don't worry for me because Sunday here and okay. well, we can't go out there. <laughs> okay. Let me know if you have to go because we can, we can stop. No, no, no. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. Okay. Um, so I wanted to ask you about your farm first, Los Palomos. We're really excited to have it at Market Lane. We, um, we bought just 1,000 kilos um, from Melbourne Coffee Merchants and about 600 for Market Lane. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, we're really excited. That it's, it's tasting really nice at the moment. Um, it's tasting really good. Cupping it and we're about to roll it out this week for the, for the shops. Um, mm -hmm. So we're really excited. Um, but, yeah, we're curious, how, how, did you, um, uh, how did you come to own the farm? You bought it a few years ago, is that right? Yeah, six, seven years ago, I think. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's a, it's a family project uh, with my wife and, and my brother and I. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't have a tradition in coffee growing in general. Uh, we started um, kind of food engineer. It's called agro agro industrial uh, mm -hmm. engineer. Uh, so we don't have a tradition in coffee or growing coffee or my dad or my granddad, my grandfather in coffee. Mm -hmm. But we love coffee in a way that we wanted to produce one of the best best coffees in in Colombia, and um, we decided to buy a farm, mixing the traditions learning from the growers because you know when you um finish the university you think that you are engineer and you have to a lot of stuff to to show to to you know you have to too much to learn mm -hmm. instead to educate the, the producer or teaching some thing to the producers so we mix uh, the traditions, learning from the producers, uh, the, the practices, fermentation process, the best varieties, the best shades and everything. Mm -hmm. And mixing with the science in, in a way to try to find the best um, weather or the best climate for, for coffee. Mm -hmm. In this case, we know that uh, the best coffee for high quality coffees, you can find in, in regions with a range of temperature between 17 to 23 Celsius degrees. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, in Fahrenheit. It's okay, oh. right? Uh, yeah, we're in Celsius, yeah. yeah. Ah, okay, yeah. perfect. 17 to 23 uh, Celsius degrees. And that's the best um, condition for, for, for plants, for coffee plants in this case. Is uh, in Colombia, it means uh, high altitude coffees above 18, 1900 in this case, and um, and that's because the uh, most of the people in the coffee industry thinks that coffee in high altitude coffees uh, is they have a slow maduration. You know, uh, and that's why the the cup quality is is better than other areas, and it's not. Actually, is because the the coffee plants are in the best uh, range for the photosynthesis, mm -hmm. so they produce the, the plants in that range of temperature. They, they uh, produce a lot of sugars, minerals, etc. So the the beans are more dense, or density beans. So uh, the quality is is better in that, that area. So 
in 2014, I, I went to Urao because uh, in 2014, Urao and Antioquia won the Cup of Excellence for the first time with uh, Carmen Cecilia Montoya. And so I, I went to 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 route to know the the area and the producer, and you went there, right, Jason? Uh, not to Ura. No, no, no. no. Oh, okay, so maybe. No, yeah. I don't think so. No, just um, no. and um, to Pitalito and yeah, but not to not to Ura. Oh, I thought you went there. Okay, so it's Ura is a ballet. It's different from other regions because in Colombia the the, the it's normal to see the uh, a big river in the case in this case uh, Magdalena or Cauca mm -hmm. and um, and the mountains are going to 2,000 meters but with a river on, on the bottom right so Urauza a flat land no river big river like Magdalena and uh, or Cauca, so you can find some perfect condition for coffee. In this case, it's a valley at 1950, 1950 meters above sea level, mm -hmm. and the temperature is perfect. The temperature is between uh, 16 to 21, with an average of 19 mm. in the whole year. A lot of humidity, a lot of rain, which is good for plants also. So um, we looked in in a farm in the area and we found some we found some one farm a big farm in total is 40 40 hectares uh, and 15 hectares of that 40 hectares are in um, a forest a 100% forest mm -hmm. and we are growing um, each year by year uh, 5,000 10,000 15,000 trees because I don't have the enough money to plant other mm -hmm. ones so uh yeah so we found this farm um uh, the 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 all the last owner he left the farm because of the violence Rao was was very well known for for the war between guerrillas and paramilitares mm -hmm. and, and actually in that in that area uh, a governor and a minister uh, they were killed in that area so Rao was kind of red zone for in mm. terms in terms of violence and everything so the the guy left Liu Rao 20 years ago and when i talked to the guy he, he said yeah yeah the farm is on sale because i never will be back on, on that area because he lost uh a cousins uh uncles and in that war so he left that region but right now it's different and um from since 10 years ago, the, the things are going better. Mm. And um, so we negotiated the, the farm. I bought the farm with my family. And we planted at the beginning um, 15,000 trees of caturra, mostly. Caturra, normal caturra, that's another discussion about the varieties. Mm -hmm. But also uh, the, the chiroso. Um, chiroso is a, a new kind of new variety. At least because it's new, because it's growing since 10 years ago, I think. But the Chiroso, I, I don't want to use the word Caturra Chiroso or Borbon Chiroso because I, I think we talked about. But uh, because, you know, you can find Chiroso, the small one, like 
caturas, but it's not catura, and the, the tallest uh, trees like Bourbon, but they are not Bourbon because Bourbon, Caturra, Antipica, they belong to a one family and the coffee tree genealogy, right? And uh, Chiroso, according to the last genetic uh, test, Chiroso belongs to the Ethiopian landresses. Mm-hmm. Landres? Landres? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is, is the same family of the geishas? Mm-hmm. The same. So Chiroso is more related with the geishas than the Caturras, Antipicas, and Bourbon. These are different. Um, the doctor who is doing these uh, testings, he said, but what is the, the reason that uh, Ethiopian landrace is in Urrao, Antioquia, in Colombia? May, maybe because some grower in Betulia, which is a uh, next town uh, close to Urrao, mm. uh, he went to the Senicafe, Senicafe in Caldas. Uh, they uh, they have the, a garden with more than 600 um varieties in mm-hmm. in, in uh, it's a big collection in about varieties in coffee so you can find a lot of even different species like liberica excelsa eugenoides mm-hmm. um and a lot of uh, varieties from the Ar- arabicas species and maybe he brought some seed and planted and um, in betulia uh, and, and this is Funny because the people started to grow this chiroso because it seems very productive. It's very high yield mm. uh, variety, but not for the the good cup quality. Um, and we realized after years that chiroso is very good high quality profile. So when I tasted the chiroso, I decided to grow mostly of the farm in that variety in chiroso. And right now is almost 70% of the small chiroso and 20, 25% in tall chiroso. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's different from Bourbon and whatever. Um, just and on, yes, sorry to interrupt, Leo. Just on that, wh- why do they call it uh, Bourbon chiroso or, um, or Katura chiroso? Is it just because there are two distinct size differences between... Plant? Yes, the sizes. Yeah, the sizes. Caturra is is um, compact, is small, mm. and Bourbon is the tall one. Mm. But the people call Caturra Chiroso, which is wrong because it's different families. Caturra is different than Chiroso in, in a genetic way. Mm. But for describe the size, you can say Caturra because it's small and Bourbon because it's tall, mm. right? But, but these different families. So the correct naming will be a small chiros and tall chiros, for example. Yeah. Do they do a genetic test uh, between the difference between the small and the large chiros? Or uh... yeah, the, the the tall one is uh, is the uh, the mother of the genetic, and the this the, the tall one is the the, the mother, and the uh, a small one is a mutation from the from the tall one. That that's what the the doctor said. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, chiroso is it has uh, this uh, this flavor of kind of floral lemon high acidity. I really like that coffee, so we decided to to grow that coffee. At the beginning, we planted these uh, sixteen thousand trees, and I fall in love about the organic uh, production, and um, it was really hard. It was really, because we we started with uh, fertilizers and all kind of stuff, herbicides which is the 
normal for growing coffee in, in Colombia. And when we took the decision to be organic, it was really hard because many plants died, almost the 70 to 80%. So I understand now we lost time and money, obviously. We understand now why why is the reason we we failure in that that case. Because you know, when you if you want to grow organic, you have to prepare the, the soil and the land first and then grow the coffee. And we did the other way. We grow the coffee first and then the shade and everything, which is is wrong. It's not the way to be organic. Right now, we are growing the shade. We are back to the only using the chemical fertilizers, and and we are doing some um, organic practices like bokashi, some compost, uh, liquid fertilizers, everything with uh, microorganisms, mm-hmm. and it's is is going better. So we are doing right now the transition to the organic, but it will take maybe around four to five years because the shade is very important. Mm-hmm. And a tree like Guamos or another shade trees that we use in coffee, it takes between five to ten years to grow. Mm-hmm. And when we buy the when we buy the the, the farm, the, it was used for for cattle, you know, cows and whatever. And um, so no shade and very compact soil. So it was really hard to try to be organic, but we did, we failed, we learned a lot. And then we are going to do, we are going to do uh, the organic, but with that transition. Mm-hmm. So for, for example, right now we are mixing 50% of chemical fertilizer with uh, 50% of organic matter and compost and bokashi and everything. We are using some organic control for, for Roya, for example. Mm-hmm. It's, it's called, in Spanish, is polysulfuro de calcio, which is a, a, a mix in hot boiling water with sulfur and calcium. And that produces a kind of liquid uh, spray for, for, for Roya and, and everything. And it's kind of organic uh, practices in wine and the binders in Europe. So we are learning a, a, a lot um, mm-hmm. about that. And yeah, we now, right now we have uh, almost 8,000 trees of Chiroso in full production. Uh, this year, uh, the harvest will be at the end of the year. And we will have another 16,000 trees in full production. So we, we expect this year the production increase. Um, what sort of be that? Sorry to interrupt. What sort of land area? Is that, what sort of land area is that over the the number of trees? Like uh, five hectares or in coffee? Um, yeah, in coffee. Yeah, in coffee. Right now it's ten hectares, but we have we have two hectares in full production. Mm-hmm. Uh, four more hectares that um, will start production this year, mm-hmm. and we are growing another. Uh, two or or almost four hectares and mm. but they are small like one year old mm. they will start in two years because for coffee it takes between two to three years to to start production mm. because like i said i don't have the mon- enough money to to invest and 
mm -hmm. grow at, at once the, the total yeah. hectare we have available. We still have we have we still have some hectares for growing coffee, maybe next year, because I found some variety very unique with um, actually a, a friend brought some seed from some Sunny Cafe. It seems like a Kenya. It tastes like a good Kenyans with, the, with that uh, acidity and, and the flavor mm -hmm. is very unique in, in Kenyan coffees. So I save room. I save room for, for that if maybe it will be good. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, with, with that, uh, Chiroso, we won the Cup of Excellence 2020 last mm -hmm. year under the name of Finca Los Tres Mosqueteros, because it's a project between my, my brother, uh, Felipe now, and my friend who is in charge of the farm, mm -hmm. uh, Jorge, and, and me. So my brother called the project Los Tres Mosqueteros, which is the, the three mosqueteers. Okay. Uh, that's the translate. And and this year we participated with, uh, under my name, Leonardo Enao, and we we got the 16. Congratulations! Thank you. What was your motivation for entering Cup of Excellence last year? You, you wanted to see how the coffee was compared to the rest of Colombia or a challenge? or Yeah, a challenge. We wanted to be the geishas because mm -hmm. geishas <laughs> taking taking over the, the, the contest, the Cup of Excellence in Colombia, like this year, mm -hmm. number one to ten, I think, is, mm -hmm. is geishas. And last year, the, the first one was the Chiroso and second to the seven or nine ranker was Geishas. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to prove that Chiroso can beat the, the Geishas and actually yeah. did. So, so yeah, it's, it's kind of also it's, it's good for the price is, is, is good. Right now, uh, we haven't the, the money for the action, the last action in 2020. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know if it is good or not. It will be a surprise. Yeah. And surprisingly, it takes no. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, the, 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 the ship, surely. Yeah. 2020. I don't know why. Yeah. 20, 2020 is already sold, but they mm -hmm. haven't paid to their producers. Mm. I don't know why it takes a lot. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, the motivation is also Urao is is not well known for for high quality coffees. You know, in Colombia, uh, mm. are famous for example Nariño, Huila, Cauca, Tolima, but Antioquia is not. Antioquia was always like a only volume and high productive and low quality. So we are trying to to show that Antioquia also has some good coffees in this case with Urao. And Coffees. how did you, did you have a separate um, lot that you put into Cup of Excellence or do you just choose, um, do you have like one estate lot or did you do a special picking or? Injury? Yeah, we, mm, to be honest, uh, last year we, we had a uh, small production. So uh, low production because it's not too much coffee, 8,000 trees. Mm. But we picked with uh, uh, women especially because they are very um, focused on only ripe uh, uh, cherries. Mm -hmm. And we ferment as the growers do in Ura, which is eight days, mixing five days of pickings, mm -hmm. um, mixing the, the Monday 
uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, etc., and fermenting for eight years, eight, eight days, sorry, mm-hmm. eight days. And that's the way the Inurao is doing the fermentation process. So that was the same. We are doing the same. Mm-hmm. We are not trying to innovation and, and everything. No, it's not. It's just the common practice in Urao because is the the temperature of the water is very really cold. Mm-hmm. So that ben, that permits long fermentations. Mm-hmm. So we, we we add the 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 days of pickings, mixing everything, mm-hmm. and then washed. Uh, for last year we we use the small chiroso. And this year, I thought maybe it will be better because you use the the, the tall chiroso. Mm-hmm. For me, it's, it's, it's better than the, the small one. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes the judges, uh, they like the geisha flavor and mm-hmm. pick the, the geisha because it's easy to pick also. Mm-hmm. But no, 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 it's not, you know, it's not a problem. But it's, we, we will continue to participate in the Cup of Excellence. And demonstrating that Chiros is better than Geishas. And what sort of what size lot did you contribute to Cup of Excellence last year and this year? Was it um, just a small portion of the farm, or yeah, it's a small portion because last year the lot was bigger than this year. Last year was eighteen cartons of thirty kilos, mm-hmm. and this year we participate with a small one, nine cartons of. 30 kilos. Oh, wow. So in parchment is less than 250 kilo, kilos in, in parchment. So wow. it's a small, it's a small, because one hectare you can produce 2000 kilos in one, in one hectare per year. So we picked that coffee in, in one week, in one right. week. Yeah. Excellent. Um, do you think you'll enter next year as well? Yeah, yeah, we will be there yeah. trying to be the, the geishas. Yeah. <laughs> I think next year we will be the second semester of 2022, I think. This year we don't have more Cup of Excellence, so mm-hmm. we, we have a, a long gap between one and another Cup of Excellence. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it will be interesting. Yeah, okay. And and so with your um, processing, the the farm the farm came with a small mill and fermenting tanks and things like that. No, we are using actually the the old tanks and the old the old uh, pulper. We are we are this year we with we are thinking to build a new wet mill with bigger tanks because right now, this year we will have uh, more coffee than last year. Um, but yeah, this year we will build a new a new wet mill. But it will be the same wet mills in the area with using bricks and everything. We are not using metal or stainless steel or whatever. We don't we, we don't use that. We like to 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 do the practices as the old growers do normally and produce great coffee. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But yeah, this year we will build some new tanks and new dryers for for coffee new dryers as well yeah like um a patio or uh, raised beds or parabolic with the plastic okay yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. excellent 
Um, and how long does the drying take? It's very cold. Does it rain a lot up there or is it quite dry? Yeah, depending on the weather. Last year was really good in terms of weather because we had rain, but not as much as on other years in, during the harvest. Mm-hmm. So it takes between one week and two weeks, depending on the on the weather. On the because it's high altitude, um, the farm is between nineteen sixty hundred meters to two thousand, almost two thousand two hundred. Mm-hmm. So in high altitude, the 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 sun and the brightness of the sun is very high. So mm. it's it's very good heat for. Or drying coffee, so yeah. you can if you have three or four days or good sun, you can dry coffee for three or or four or four days. Wow, okay. That, that that depends on the the weather, but the weather right now is 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 crazy this this last month. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. we didn't have the dry period that, that we always have during January, February, March. It's Normally it's dry, dry season, and this year rain a lot. So flowerings for the next harvest are very low. It seems very low in every part of the country. Mm-hmm. So the harvest maybe this at uh, the end of the year will be less than than twenty twenty. And so once the coffee is um, dried in parchment, it's a is it a long drive back to Medellin? Because I assume the coffee goes to the to the Pergamino mill in Medellin, is that right? Yes, four hours by truck. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not that long. And, uh, mm-hmm. and the um, warehouse in Medellin, is, it has really good condition for, for storage. And we storage with the uh, grain pro and everything. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. also we ship with vacuum. Mm-hmm. Everything is vacuum, so that preserves the quality of the yeah. coffee. And do you know where your coffee uh, ends up? I mean, obviously, some comes to Australia, but um, does some go to um, Asia or Europe? Yeah, we sold uh, because I have a relation with Sweet Marias in the US for a long time. Mm-hmm. So most of the coffee is going to Sweet Marias and, um, and a little to Asia, Singapore, mm-hmm. especially Singapore and Japan sometimes, but the small quantities also. <laughs> yeah. That um, yeah, most of them is for to uh, to Sweet Maria's in the US. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and I had another question about um, just about the farm. What does the what does the name mean, Los Palomas? Los Palomas. Yeah. Uh, did you know which what is Palomas in English? It's doves. Dove. The doves, right? D o v e s. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's a kind of it's a kind of sweet word right yes. for for a person <laughs> so my wife my wife because i'm uh i'm kind of white in a way so he called me palomo because palomo is white <laughs> so we are los palomos <laughs> my daughters my my daughters and, and, my, and my wife we are los palomos oh, nice um and who manages the farm because you're not there um all no. time, obviously yeah, manage, uh, the manager is Jorge Cuellar. It's a big, uh, it's a, a friend of mine from 15 years ago. I met um, Jorge working in Caldas 
And um, when I bought the farm, I thought he was the right person. And right now he is the right person to manage the farm. He is living with his, with his family. He is actually from, actually he is from Willa. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, he's managing the farm and we are friends more than boss and employee, you know. And uh, yeah, he's taking care of everything. And and actually in these times, because I can't go to the farm because of the strikes, mm. he's taking everything and everything is good. And he sent me pictures of what we are doing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Jorge Cuellar is, is, is a real coffee grower. <laughs> And you were mentioning that you have um, seasonal workers, pickers come to the farm. Do you have seasonal workers throughout the year or is it just, I mean, temporary workers throughout the year or is it just um, through picking, through harvesting? We don't, we, we uh, the, um, the wives of the employees, mm -hmm. they, 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 they are the, the pickers. Okay. So we employ the, 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 the man. In this case, for weeding and spray everything or apply fertilizers and everything. And the women are picking the coffee, mm -hmm. the wives of, of them. And sometimes during the harvest, in the peak for the harvest, uh, Jorge uh, brought some guys from Willa, friends of, of him, very nice person. And we don't have problems with uh, labor and, or work and so because the, the, the small is still the farmers is still uh, small compared with uh, Santa Barbara or Pergamino in this case because which is big is mm. 100 or 200 hectares in production that means you need maybe 400 pickers that's crazy for me yeah. I only need 10 or 15 mm -hmm. at the most yeah and I want to keep that way because it's really hard to handle the, the people and pickers is really hard so we wanted to keep in between 10 to 20 pickers during the harvest mm -hmm. and right now for example it's just five women working maybe mm -hmm. every day every every week yeah yeah okay. because in Urab is very or Colombia in general is very special that you have to pick coffee almost every two weeks it's mm -hmm. different than Central America that is is focusing two or three months to harvest and the rest of the the year is no pickers, not needed to yeah. pick. Well, thank you very much, uh, Leonardo. It was really interesting to um, chat and learn more about Los Palomas. Um, thank you. And we'll, um, I've got some, um, some tasting notes. I'll send you them uh, in an email, but it's tasting really nice at the moment and we're excited. Okay, thank you. I'm glad. Yep. Yep. And thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Soon, before, uh, yeah, before November. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay, nice. That's good. Okay. okay, Jason. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care.